0: welcome back to basic snitches i'm tara i'm adam and i get to introduce you guys to some amazing people that you may or may not already know this is a special collaboration with my lovely friends with podcast in depth aj and jen say hi hi for those of you who don't know i am also a co-host on podcast in depth which is an amazing podcast where we talk about the In Death series by J.D. Robb, also known as Nora Roberts. And these two wonderful ladies have agreed to collab with us on this special episode. And actually, the reasoning behind this whole episode came from Podcast In Death, a regular type of episode where we review the reviews. And that's what we're going to do today. AJ, are you able to kind of explain what you mean by review the reviews, since this was your idea on Podcast In Death?
1: Yeah. So shortly after we started podcast and death, you know, we get a new book every six months and the newest book came out and, and I like to go in and look at the reviews. And I was saying to Jan and Tara, look at these reviews. They're bullshit. You know. Sorry, can I say that on this? Oh, you uh, can say whatever uh, you want on this. <laughs>
2: so, Unless it's rude against a specific group of people. No, yeah, no it won't be. I, I, I know, know that. Yeah, that,
1: that never be. happens. But we do swear. Well, well bullshit reviewers. <laughs> it'll be rude against them. Uh,
2: that is fine. <laughs> so
1: we just started talking about some of these reviews and kind of like, you know, very snarky can't remember who had the idea that like you know what we should review these reviews on one of our episodes we should just read them and just review them so i mean that's really yeah. all it was yeah
3: that's- thus review the reviews was born review The reviews was born yeah and we've done it for every new book it was supposed um, to just be a one-time thing and then we just <laughs> it was so popular we just decided well we'll do it for every book you can never make fun of reviewers enough no and we've had some really fun podcasts come out of that this idea so right
1: and we don't just make fun of the reviewers i mean there's several reviewers that do four and five star reviews that are fantastic yeah and we put those in there too because people
3: should know that there's some good reviews out there also oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah but we do make fun of the one and two star reviews because yes
0: they're so bad so today is basically going to be kind of a sprinkling of that
2: as i was looking these up i found a lot of three star reviews too that were the people who hated the book enough to give it an in-depth background and review and everything because a lot of the ones were like boring like that was the literal review so yeah we have I think a pretty good mix of one to fives for sure okay awesome first it is time to acknowledge our patrons we have three new patrons! I couldn't believe it. Two of you actually popped up on the exact same day, but this was all within maybe like a three-day period. So, welcome to our three new patrons, Megan, Meredith, and Wrath. We are so happy to have you join us. So, all of our patrons now are Ashley, Brian, Brittany, Layla, Marybeth, Nisi, Olivia, and our three new, Megan, Meredith, and Wrath. Major kudos to all of you for joining our Patreon, if you would like to join that list, you can join at patreon.com slash basic We post exclusive content every single week. This week we play a game, of course, with AJ and Jen that is very fun and a favorite and kind of newer game that we've been playing. And it's only $3 a month for now. I say that because when we set up our Patreon, we did talk about once we reach 10 subscribers, then maybe expanding to more tiers. So there might be another couple options coming up, but Tara and I have to talk about what that is. So very, very cool. Hope to see you on Patreon. So before we get into the reviews, what are both of your Harry Potter Wizarding World origin stories, if you have one? And along with that, what your house is, if you know it?
1: You know, I feel like it's like your McDonald's order.
3: Everyone has one, even though they don't admit <laughs> Thank that you they for have that. one, but they have one. Jen, you go first. Okay. You know, I was in undergrad when the first book came out, you know, I was like, Oh, okay. That sounds interesting. And blah, blah, blah. I never really got around to it. Well, my senior year, I was in an advanced molecular biology slash genetics lab class. Nerd. Yeah, I know. And so my lab partner actually was a non-traditional student. She was in her thirties. She was reading the books with her kids and she was like totally into them. And I believe it was I can't remember which book had just come out. Might've been Prisoner. And she was like, oh my God, you have to read this. And I heard they're making movies and I can't, I just can't, I can't wait. And she was like such a huge Harry Potter fan. And I'm like, okay, now I got to try this. So yeah, I picked up Sorcerer's Stone and rest is history. You know, I've been to every midnight release since... Goblet to Fire, you know, I've got pictures and frames of me and Dumbledore in a couple strategic places here because there was always the Dumbledore at the midnight release, but right? True. I was going um, to say the actual Dumbledore. No, 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 you know, <laughs> just like a, you know, a guy in a beard and a wizard, yeah. wizard robes, but hey, I look cute in them. I got the glasses and the wand, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm still a big fan and I need to do a reread again. I haven't done one in a while, so, but I'm kind of busy with reading the in Death series you know so what yeah, what <laughs> yeah. You have, Jen? i am a ravenclaw Ooh. as tara said nerd yeah <laughs> yes hey,
2: i love it everyone's a nerd about something
3: yes and so yeah i am a ravenclaw very far end of the spectrum ravenclaw i'm very little anything else what did we say maybe a little bit of gryffindor here tara when we yeah. talked about it awesome what about you well, i'm an asshole basically I know you guys
2: are always hey, as I'm a Slytherin. Sorry. I'm very used to that. <laughs>
0: the Ravenclaws are assholes.
2: Ravenclaws are assholes. Yes, apparently. I am a Ravenclaw, so
1: <laughs> for an asshole. Yeah, mine is a little bit different because you know I'm a little bit older, so I have a daughter. Her name is Caitlin. Some of your fans out there might know her because she's on the TikToks. You know, like mm-hmm. the kids are under the handle <laughs> Caitlin the Princess Slayer. And she has done some Harry Potter cosplay. She mostly does (laughs) Buffy cosplay. So she was the one that originally, actually my nephew found them first and introduced Caitlin to them. And Caitlin was maybe in junior high school and she found these books and I was just happy she was reading something, you know, (laughs) it's like, great, you know, but I never read them. So kind of a weird thing between her and I, we don't read each other's fandoms. They are separate. I have a fandom. She has a fandom, you know? Yeah, because you're not Um, a Buffy fan
3: either, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> so it's weird. Tara and I should be friends with Caitlin in that age, I Yeah.
1: I mean, that is true.
3: And you are. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. The only actual, I don't even know
1: if you could call this reading that we did was we traveled. So I live in California. We traveled from California to Phoenix to visit my brother. And this was in the time where audiobooks were still out in CD. And I went to, A place that rented audiobook cds and i got i think it was the third book and uh, that's what we listened to all the way to phoenix and and back here so that was the only reading quote unquote that i've done but i've watched the movies i don't know how many times because caitlin calls it her comfort movie especially the first one i mean if she is sick she's not feeling well she's in a funk or whatever that movie goes on and we sit there and watch it that's where my knowledge somewhat knowledge comes from you know i mean we've been to harry potter world in florida and out here I'm a few so times jealous, i've never gone me neither yeah I, so i'm the only <laughs> been to harry potter world i feel i've been to the, the one in florida but yeah. it's fantastic i oh, i know enough about Harry Potter to know that it is fantastic. They did an amazing job with
3: that. Even I was impressed. Even and, I was there like,
1: wow. A couple know? years,
3: we're going to do a family nerd trip. We're going to go to Harry Potter and then we're going to go to, well, and Universal because we want to see Marvel too. And then also Star Wars. At
0: Disney, Adam and I need to go to Universal together. Yeah,
3: exactly. Although I also
2: agree about going to Disney too, for yeah. Star Wars. But also, this is a weird thing to be a nerd thing about. I don't even know if like the listeners know, but I'm a huge Haunted Mansion nerd too. Oh,
0: right? awesome! Yeah, so is AJ. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, I'm obsessed yeah.
2: with the Haunted Mansion.
1: Gigantic yeah.
0: Haunted Mansion fan. Yeah. You guys ready to read some reviews? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Let's give it.
0: Adam, on Podcast Enough, we all take turns reading them. you like round robin. Yeah. So we can do that here. Cool. And do you want to read the first one, Adam?
2: Sure. So I think this is one of Tara's off of Goodreads.
0: Yeah. Most of them are from Goodreads, but there are a few from Amazon.
2: Cool. And this is a one star. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tara, but we're starting with Sorcerer's Stone and moving through the series, right?
0: yes so the first review if there are a few books that only have one review and a few that have two first review will be the lower review we start with one stars and move up to five stars yeah. but since we're doing a whole series i figured we'd do one book at a time so
2: okay awesome uh bentley is about to drink my manhattan great <laughs> way to start off that
0: drink
2: cats <laughs> <laughs> <He's>, he definitely <laughs> does not well i mean maybe alcohol would calm him down we're not going to get into that right now okay <laughs> So Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, this is a one-star review and it reads, enough, I'm putting this one to bed. I so don't want to finish it. Not enough sex was my first thought, but then we do get to this part where boys are discussing the length and capacities of their wands. And I perked up for a moment until I realized that they were actually talking about wands. Now, I don't know a whole lot about boys on the verge of pubescence, but I'm fairly sure that they are more interested in willies than wands. Perhaps this book would have sold better if the author had regarded that piece of advice. Note to self, check if anybody bought this book. Perhaps the author would appreciate my advice. <laughs> I don't even so, know where to go with that. <laughs> I love this because this is <laughs> what this podcast is about. The amount of times that we compare wands to dicks, especially in the fourth book.
0: My favorite thing ever, though, is that the first line of this is also a common line for in-depth reviews. It really <laughs> is. <Yeah.
3: laughs> it's either not enough sex or too much sex. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. no
0: like middle ground with
1: the reviewers. And I- really, all of this is what fanfiction is for, people. Exactly, really, and there's yeah, a There's lot some, of Harry Potter, there Potter there.
3: some dirty Harry Potter fan fiction out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, in fact, dirty. we've had
3: people
2: write in and say you should do an episode about fan fiction. So, who knows? Maybe in the future,
3: we did an episode about fan fiction. Yeah, mainly because I had to rant about fan fiction. And usually, how it. all of our episodes happen is it, 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 it does. I, I have a rant so. and I'm like, all right, we're doing an episode on this. Yeah, it wasn't even about in, in depth fan fiction, it was about something else, but we turned it into a pretty good episode. It's I just did so that one
1: and i told them that it's a podcast that i listen to and it's called mortified i don't know if you've ever heard of it mm. basically it's a stage show where people get up in front of an audience and read their teenage diaries this person had written this episode that they did the person had written a it was a woman she wrote a erotic harry potter fan fiction and they actually read it like a play they got actors to play the parts and it was the most hilarious thing. I, I highly remember. recommend if you could find that to go and listen to it because it's fantastic. There's <laughs> a lot of sex of the, in that one. So if they won't they say not there's not enough
2: sex. Mortified. Okay. There's some of those, it's similar to that of like a bot writes a Harry Potter book. Mm -hmm. have you seen those
0: no that's what that
2: reminds me of
0: when I pulled this review I was like I'm sorry what where did this come from right but again I guess I've never been an 11 year old boy so I don't really know that like that would be a thing that I would think about
2: I mean I was an 11 year old boy but I don't necessarily think I was thinking about dicks when I was 11 Mm -hmm. honestly even nowadays I don't really think about dicks that much but I'm a special breed so
3: thinking with your dick you're fine
1: if you ask Caitlin, I think about dicks too much, so.
3: <laughs>
2: right. You, so to be clear, you don't have to be an 11 boy to think about dicks all the time. You yeah. can be
3: anybody and think about
2: dicks or vaginas or anything. The whole end
3: part is cracking me up. Like maybe I better check if this author has sold me books. Like, <laughs> what the fuck?
0: Do you know what year this is from, Tara? I don't. say It was like probably about 10 years ago that's not recent but it wasn't like right when it was written
3: either. okay so i that's probably sarcasm i'm assuming then probably yeah Yeah. because if you don't know that that book sold a whole lot of books
0: okay okay aj do you want to read the next one sure is there a reason why you want me to read the next one
1: no Uh, most of the time when you say aj do you want to read the next one there's well that's
0: because they're usually
1: about you know <laughs> susan I read the one about sex so i can't imagine this one's
0: not about susan erickson i'm sorry okay damn it so this is a five star
1: the best books i've read in a long time i would definitely recommend this book because it makes you want to keep reading it and never put it down the people who love fantasy books that easily capture you in an intense storyline of action hardship, and victory. This book is a must read. But beware, the book is highly addictive and once you start reading, you'll want to read the rest of the Harry Potter series. The whole series is truly amazing how it starts off with just three kids who have curiosity in their hearts and adventure on their minds and throughout the book it's as if you are actually in the story yourself alongside harry hermione and ron figuring out how to defeat you know who all i can say about this book is that it's nothing but a masterpiece
0: i love that review he's solid yeah yeah absolutely i like it i mean that's a review that would make you want to read a book
3: don't you think yeah yeah i'm like you know know, for (laughs) you
2: yeah exactly Boy, boring no, stupid that's... not enough dicks
1: right.
2: <laughs> exactly too many dicks
1: <laughs> too much swearing too many ones
2: not enough dicks oh no not enough swearing that's how i feel about this i feel like sometimes they could spice up their language a little bit right yeah I know. it gets a little extreme later in molly, like,
3: yeah like when molly says bitch in the seventh book you're like yes finally, <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we- well jen, you're wondering how harry doesn't swear nonstop, right mm-hmm.
2: yeah especially right now we're in the fifth book and it's like okay some of this causes for some swearing even uh, if it is uh, wizard yeah. swears
0: ah uh, yeah wizard right thank you for that yeah. <laughs>
3: you're yeah, welcome This book is rough <music> book two jen you wanted to read the first one Sure. two star it was compelling in parts outright boring in others all right thanks that's very helpful very helpful Uh, helpful i mean it is a little bit accurate about chamber of secrets although yeah i I I would agree with that but this is not a good review
2: no not at all like that's why i like the long ones because that's where you get the juicy bits
3: yeah yeah there are parts of chamber of secrets that you're just like oh really Mm. but give us more tell us why it's boring tell us give us examples yes we say that constantly we need examples of what you're talking about because otherwise you make no sense otherwise
0: what you're saying is invalid exactly Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. this might be a little bit of a spoiler for our next episode but i already read the chapter that we're doing with Roxana on sunday and personally did did you read the chapter tara yeah i
0: mean i know the book yeah
2: you know it way better than i do too but I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a boring chapter until it gets to the end. And so I almost feel like this applies a little bit more to Order of the Phoenix, but I think it's boring because this upcoming chapter is basically sports. Oh, Oh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. A lot of
0: Quidditch. I like sports. I like sports.
3: I am like the only sports baller. Real quick, the Quidditch World Cup was hosted by my alma like five years ago. And I was out of town that weekend and I am still like pissed off and kicking myself over. <laughs> I couldn't cover it because that's what I do. I do sports med. So, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Jen is like Madame Pomfrey, sort of. Yeah, you know, basically. She's Madame Pomfrey.
0: That is amazing. I do, I've got a Meadow Wizard shirt. I should have worn <laughs> it. Tonight. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> we'll yeah. see back to the one that you are, AJ. I vote as the cross between McGonagall and Flitwick, honestly. But that's my. I can thought. see that. I can see that. Sure. Sure. Oh, that's
2: pretty awesome too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's a pretty badass combo. You no, know, Tara, we've never talked about
2: this for us. Right. But I do. Okay, maybe it's because she's fresh on the mind, but I feel like sometimes you give out grubbly plank vibes. You just need to get yourself a really fine monocle.
3: She's the best. I could totally say that. Yeah. Adam is
0: for Lonnie. It's not even a question. It's totally. Adam is Emma Thompson. It's
2: not even a question. I mean, all I have to do <laughs> is put on the thing behind my chair. Which by the way, Stephanie, our friend Stephanie and I, we went to like a Gabe's and we bought the same ladies cardigan. And so we could match. So I need that, I need a head scarf, I need to grow my hair. And then
0: okay. boom, Solani. Perfect. Okay, I will read. Adam got this one, and this is my thing, my favorite one. <laughs> yes. Please, please point out the typos too. Yeah, there are so many typos. Okay, here we go. Four star. Will Draco ever get a break? I breezed through Chamber of Secrets, almost with a sense of urgency. I wanted to read what was going to happen next, and I was never bored. As soon as I finished, I picked up the third Harry Potter book and began reading it. This reaction pretty much describes the strength of the book and the series, at least thus far. It is compelling, interesting, and entertaining. I like that the Chamber of Secrets made use for stories, powers, and characters mentioned in the first Potter book, but in a more expanded way here. I'm never a fan of inventing something new to get a character out of a situation. That happens to some extent near the end of Chamber of Secrets, but the book is stronger when Harry's ability to speak with snakes comes in handy and is explained further. Hagrid's past plays a key plot role, and Percy the Prefect suddenly falls under suspicion. In each case, these things first appeared in Harry Potter's. <laughs> 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 On the other hand, Tom Riddle, the sword of Gryffindor and the phoenix, seem introduced to explain my situations that can't be explained with already introduced elements. Some other things I don't like about this book, and the first, Harry's distrust of authority, while perhaps true to form for a child, is annoying. When Dumbledore asks him if he has anything to tell him, Harry withholds key information. But when his epic... epic (laughs) ABCK... (laughs) Beatrice trusts in Dumbledore's promise. What's the message here? Beatrice trusts trustful of adults until there's no choice. Also, poor Draco Malfoy never even temporarily gets a leg up. Harry's one-upping Malfoy has become boring because Malfoy never takes the lead, never pulls one over on Harry, and never does a bad deed that goes unpunished. Similarly, the return of Voldemort is something of a disappointment. How many times will Harry beat him? Pretty soon, Voldemort will cease being intimidating, Finally, the ending, like the ending of the first book, is too good. Like the repeated defeat of Voldemort repeated uh, all-out happy ending lose their excitement after a while. None of these problems take away from the book's pace, despite its flaws. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets is awfully fun. There's a lot to Solid here. in
2: some places, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in other places,
3: I, uh, feel okay. a
2: specific way.
3: First of all, fuck Draco Malfoy. I don't know how you do it. I mean... <laughs> fuck that fuck guy that. yes so he doesn't deserve a break he's a terrible human being the whole point is defeating it it's it's a series that's what we're doing <laughs> we're getting to the point where we're going to beat him for good but it's not gonna happen yet so we have to have these many victories
0: my favorite ever? is that they act like it's, it's been like not this is the second it's book. second book
3: it's like, going on for 16 books right now it's this is the second book it's the second book hmm all right cool cool I wonder how much farther this person got because actually the third book isn't Voldemort so moldy is not in technically mm-hmm. maybe they were okay with you know the third book but then you know the fourth book we got Voldemort again boring <laughs> this is my favorite book, is like it's like uh why is this review about Draco <laughs> So like Draco
2: continues to go. Wait, where was this? Because this this is a kind of a long one. It, it's something about like Draco doesn't go unpunished or blah blah blah. Like he
3: should be punished.
2: Yeah, he should be punished. <laughs> Harry, I don't think always gets the upper hand either with Draco. No. That was a little bit confusing. And then when they go into the whole thing about Harry's distrust of authority, I'm like, well, buckle in, because I don't think that ever
0: changes i would like to comment on that though like harry has every fucking right to have a distrust of authority thanks yeah especially of dumbledore and we are in the book where that is prime i'm trying to think of like for aj who's really only watched the movies you don't get as much of a feel for how garbage dumbledore is as far as a person of authority but the fifth (laughs) movie is maybe where you see it Yeah, you can talk to him. And then he's like, nah, bitch, I got to do something else.
2: I was going to say the exact same thing. Doing this in Order of the Phoenix is very interesting because it is a lot of pivotal moments. I agree, Tara. This is where you start to see Dumbledore's big flaws come to light. And especially once again, because of the chapter that we're doing in the next episode, Draco is a huge cocksucker in that episode or in that chapter. And probably when in the episode, that's the end to be.
3: That's, that, is that is true. That is true. is the worst.
2: Or should we say it's, a
3: One-star. <laughs> I like that. we we'll
0: move on to book three. Adam, if you want to read that first review.
2: Sure. So we are starting off with our one that's star. Yeah, another long one, which I think <laughs> this is another one of mine. <laughs> I sent these to Karen. she was like, some of these are really long. I was like, and I did not say this to Tara then, but now I'm saying, well, what do, do you expect from all of my things that I write?
0: Ah, uh, well, that makes sense.
2: Yes. <laughs> so this is a one-star uh, review for Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And the author- I have
0: edited this one because I, we don't say the author's name on this podcast. So yes. I edited it. It just says the author.
3: I love it. And, and uh, according author.
2: to us, these books were found, you know, buried in a-
3: yes, under smoke. Yeah, under a berry bush or, you know. It's understandable. So the author writes like a
2: senile grandmother is the title of this review. Imagine if your elderly aunt or grandmother in failing health and confined to a nursing home invited you over to talk about your childhood and share with you her favorite family stories. Imagine if your wheezy dying nana or auntie Periodically lost touch with reality and began to make inane, baffling comments about children who cast spells and keeps rats as pets and play a game that sounds like flying soccer. Now, imagine that your granny's inane mutterings earned her the praise of her nurses, which encouraged her granny to add lots and lots of extra detail to her tales of adolescent wizardry. That's what you get with this book. The author's talent lies in conceptualizing and marketing the Potter universe, not writing about it. She should have hired ghostwriters after the first novel. Although she has a great work ethic, pause for contemplation on that, (coughs) and is a wonderful self-made success story. Her writing is astonishingly simple, dull, and directionless. I can understand how kids like these books. After all, children don't have much in the way of critical faculties. (laughs) What I cannot comprehend are the adults who fawn over these padded and self-indulgent stories. And we're Uh... creating a podcast about it. Perhaps the most irritating part about the Potter series, and particularly in this book, is how Ron Weasley is constantly losing his temper and threatening to beat his tormentors none of his outbursts seem convincing. My point, even the parts of the book that are rooted in ordinary adolescent issues, Ron and his bullies, fall flat and feel contrived. Everything related to imagination magic feels similarly implausible. Hmm. I encourage other parents to find a less commercial and more inspiring series of books to read their kids. I like the, the typo in that like last the little bit there after that very thesaurized review like they used some big words up in there
0: they really yeah. did like
3: they had it with me ladies stop being pretentious, pretentious assholes, assholes. <laughs> Bye, pretentious
0: assholes get out of here
3: <laughs> also is, that's <laughs> become a motto on podcasting death because there are so many reviews exactly like this This is so banal and ridiculous and the writing is so terrible and blah, blah, blah. Fuck off. (laughs) Okay, A, Quidditch is nothing like soccer, so fuck you. You don't know anything about soccer or Quidditch. So bite me. This review just irritates the shit out of me. I hate people like that. Same.
0: Stop it. We hate it. Oh my, <laughs> Brad, oh my God. he's like, what? Hey, no, this is all good.
2: This definitely fits well.
0: <laughs> I did not expect this. <clears throat> my favorite is everything related to imagination and magic feels similarly implausible.
3: It's magic. Of course it's implausible. <laughs> well,
0: it's also fiction. It's fiction. What is wrong with people? Oh, I, <laughs> God. I just cannot. Like, what was this person looking for in this book? Right. Right. Why did you pick this book up? Get out.
3: Go back and read War and Peace or whatever the hell you normally read. Right. Right. Literature. Yeah, get some James Joyce.
0: (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: An easy read like that.
0: This person reads real literature. Literature. (laughs) So they don't read children's books or romance novels, honestly. Right, exactly. We don't like you. complete opposite of me. (laughs) AJ, do you want to read that five star? I do.
1: Five stars. Loved it. Duh. It's my favorite in the series. And I'm not sure I got everything new out of this reread, except some reminders on what a Dick Snape is. Plus how (laughs) Crookshanks was MVP in getting the passwords to Sirius Black.
2: So either terror or I posted this review.
1: (laughs) Right? Clearly me because mentioning of Snape being a dick. What I love about this though, I mean, it's very short, but it really does kind of encapsulate. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in, yeah, as much as you can in a few sentences. Yeah. I appreciate those reviews.
0: Me too, because they're yeah. like, this is what it is. This is what stood out to me. This is why I liked it. I just love that review, and I really just appreciate anytime Quirkshanks <laughs> is mentioned. And I mean, MVP of the book, Quirkshanks makes me sad. Oh, Jen. I had a cat named Quick Takes. She died. Mm. Oh,
3: oh my gosh.
2: Oh my Trigger. gosh. I love that. I love that you had a cat named Kirkshanks.
3: I don't (laughs) love that she died. (laughs) It was very sad that I miss her, but I still have her sister who is always angry. I'm surprised she's not screaming right now. She is. She usually
0: is for our podcast. Yeah. She's letting Adam's cats come in and steal the show.
2: I also like that it left a little bit to the imagination. Right. Serious Black, who's that? Yeah,
3: true. Pivotal character in this book. My boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Or as Patrick, my godson calls him, my future husband.
0: Oh my gosh. I
3: okay. Like it. Yeah. Whenever he sends me cards or anything, it's this dear, serious Black's future wife. Like, dude, he's dead. So that's not going to happen. But. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Patrick. God bless him. I don't know if at the end of this book.
2: Oh,
0: sorry. I don't. Wow. <laughs> I
2: did not know about this.
0: I are so hard. The We're the worst. Do you want to read the next one, Jen? Sure. This is want. for Goblet of Fire
3: now. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> this one. <laughs> Three stars. Too much reality for me. <laughs> really? Huh. Okay. The International Critics Cup. Tri-Wizard Tournament, and A Touch of Evil. This volume was over 700 pages of dark, nasty reality. People die, there is racism, and scenes that remind me a tad of Nazi Germany. I can't help it. I work at the Holocaust Museum in, in D.C. Fantasy sometimes has danger in the form of dragons and demons, but the death eaters remind us of real problems and dangers we face just being human. Maybe it's a good thing, a way to bring children who read the series into the real world that they live in. It certainly adds a touch of realism to the series, but I don't want realism in my fantasy, thank you. This book tries crossing from the field of fantasy into that of horror. If you like the movie, the book is better. More details, better character development, and even more history of the magical school that is Hogwarts. Also, it starts touching on the links between the characters. Friendships seem to be turning into romances. Addition, this is where I stopped reading the books the first time around, so all reviews after this about the series will be from first read. In rereading the fourth book, I feel the darkness is somewhat understandable, The magically world of Harry Potter is somewhat dangerous and the dangers the students are sometimes exposed to make sense in a way. School, after all, is to prepare the students for the world they will live in and work in. So during the reread, I was not as put off by how dark it seemed, but how do people who come to watch the game see what is happening underwater or within the maze? And in the movie, for some reason, made one visiting school an all-girls school and one school an all-boys school. Never understood why. To bring in the horny teens? <laughs> I mean that's true. I, I, I that always bugged me in the movie too. I was like, it's made very clear they're not all boy and all girl schools in the book. Why the movie did that, I will never quite understand. Never understand. Yeah,
2: same. Yeah, this one's a bit of a mixed bag. I think when yeah. they said that the movie is better than the book, I was like, well, no shit. This Thank movie you. is a bit garbage when you compare yeah. it to the
3: book. The, the movie. Uh, yeah, it's the one where everyone needs a haircut. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the
0: that's haircut really, really that's the movie.
3: Thing about the movie
2: and That's they made some great points too like the whole like underwater scene and the maze which we've talked about on basic snitches yeah. and
3: whatnot so but they just I, sit there and like fiddle their thumbs until mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah it makes no sense they don't have a magical jumbotron
2: that would be amazing like and i'm sure they could do something like that but no apparently not we're not going to use magic in these uh times where it's convenient Uh, like first part of this I think that the real world parallels are actually kind of a nice thing about the series too and something that we like to investigate a lot too so Mm -hmm. but I do like how they also went into details about like what they do in their personal lives and just in case anybody was following their reviews after this one oh just to let you know all of my future reviews will be on first reads
3: yeah i mean it's just okay it's like it's one of those things where you're like all right i mean i get what you're saying there The friendships into romances i mean yeah and we're nowhere near the level of half-blood prince where that's just all raging hormones but there's the beginning of ron and hermione even though ron's still completely oblivious and stupid but Mm -hmm. right it's very interesting
0: that they were like this is why i I don't want to read stuff that touches too close to reality you know I appreciate that obviously I'm more aligned with Adam on that though like I find it fascinating and it's more interesting to discuss that way also uncomfortable and you know that also is true but well
1: it's an interesting thing if you have kids reading this to think that later on in school they might be going through a world history class and go wait a minute you know I mean, realizing the things that she's put in that mirror real life and go, oh, I get it now. Maybe they understand Nazi Germany a little bit better just because. Does they read Harry Potter? I don't know.
0: There's a lot of that parallel. And we've talked about it a little bit on podcast in death too. Just like Adam, just kind of a little bit of a background, you know, the, the in death novels take place in the future. When, when Nora started writing this series, like she started writing in the early nineties or mid nineties, I think. Mid nineties. And a lot yeah. has changed between now and then. Some of the things you're like, oh did Nora she didn't know but like there's a whole thing about how in 2020s there was the urban wars and basically northeast America was not in a good place there's a lot of things that will happen and we're like Oof, it's a little uncomfortable but it's not like she knew yeah um, we'll talk more detail on those books you know when things are like and it's a little close to home that's something that's interesting to us but I do understand the want to be like maybe this is not for me also yeah. I think I'm concerned about how this person did reading the seventh book of the series.
3: Right. You want to talk about Nazi parallels.
2: Exactly. I'm even looking at our shared document here and there's going to be more of that, I think, in these reviews for the fifth book. I like the perspective of reading it as a student before learning about the real life parallels too, which isn't something that I've necessarily thought about. It's an interesting thing for us to maybe incorporate as we move through the rest of the series and it gets progressively and progressively darker. Although I will say I do feel like like in this reign of umbrage, we are in a pretty
0: dark spot too. So, <laughs> the book is reign of umbrage. We can move on to book five. I'll uh, read the first one. Three stars would probably make a better movie than book. This is one of those rare exceptions where a movie version might be better than the book. This is so far the longest novel in the series. That, in and of itself, is not a detraction. However, the bulk of the passages are melancholy and depressing. The writing is lax, the previous attributes which define the style, meandering and wandering off in ways that were, quite frankly, boring. This describes much, but not all, of the book. There are moments where it becomes exciting, frightening, and exhilarating. It is all the more disappointing when it reverts back to blah. The ending is also somewhat less than satisfying, and the division of good and bad does not permit for any mending of fences in any way this is very typically english i'm american and while i enjoy the darkness and poor judgments that are far more realistic than the happy ending it was sad that harry's behavior seemed like he could use a really good shrink at 15 years old of course given what he went through no surprise
1: i mean i feel like a lot of 15 year olds could use a really good shrink but uh, that's yeah. just me exactly
3: right. what You're i was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was basically abused his whole life. Uh, yeah. Then basically just told, hey, guess what? You have to defeat the darkest wizard of all time. Good I'm luck with that. that. Of course he's angry. Poor kid. What mending offenses do they want? I don't understand that point.
0: You know, the tragedy of this book is, of course, at the end with Mm -hmm. Sirius and the fact that Harry actually had means to learn the truth with him. But, like, that doesn't make for good storytelling if he suddenly remembers that. And also thinking about all the trauma this child has gone through for 15 years, you know. I
3: don't even want to think about that fucking mirror. Thank you very much. Right. (laughs) This review is just weird for me because I don't know what you're trying to say. Yeah, you what does the very like, typically English
0: mean?
2: Yeah, I thought what? that too.
3: What does that even mean? I don't get it. Did they drink a lot of tea in this one? Um, I mean, the books are obviously set in Britain. They're obviously English, yeah, but yeah, it, I mean the story isn't typically English. I don't know where they're going with that. Mm-hmm. I don't, that doesn't. Yeah. I also, I'm unconvinced
0: by this review. Did you see the movie and decide it would be better? It was better than the book. Or are you just assuming that?
3: I think they're assuming.
0: That's what I'm thinking. Now, to be fair, the movie is pretty good. Yeah. It's It's one of the better movies, honestly. I I I'll always find a way to talk about how great amaldus taunton is. It's fine. (laughs) She is fantastic. I hate the character. I love the actress. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just such a weird review. It's a very weird review. I think that they're trying to be a pretentious asshole. Pretentious asshole. (laughs) It's
1: really rare when we have somebody that tries to (laughs) be a pretentious asshole and doesn't succeed.
0: Here is a rarity. The, the
2: writing is lax the previous attributes. Etc. <laughs> Etc. <cetera.
3: laughs> et <cetera. laughs>
2: Ridiculous. Oh.
0: I love this next review, Adam. Will you please read it?
2: Cool. This is one of Tara's. And yeah, this one is super fun. So <laughs> let's see if I do it justice. It's five stars. I am always ready to pop off on anyone who says they don't like this book because Harry is so angsty and annoying in it. Well, why don't you watch a peer die right next to you, witness Adolf Hitler's resurrection, have a trusted adult admit they've been lying and manipulating you, and then get sent home for three months to live with people who loathe you, all while being ghosted by the people you actually like for weeks, and see how well you deal with it. (laughs) thank you <laughs> on top of all of that you've got a government publishing daily articles detailing why you're a crazy person with an overactive imagination and to pay no attention to that 100 alive noseless man behind the curtain don't even with me on this <laughs> Also, I still remember reading this book on my bunk bed in eighth grade the day it came out. Never in my life had I experienced so much fiery rage toward a fictional character. Fifteen years later, and Dolores Umbridge still wins the award for character whose laugh could actually provoke me. A pacifist who loves Caps Lock, clearly. To Rage Punch, an innocent bystander. (laughs) Him, (laughs) him, (laughs)
3: <laughs> that is the most excellent review of all time i think i, I love it that's fantastic love this review
0: i love, love it Ankara. think about it I
3: did i write amazing. this one
0: okay i <laughs> out guys all these reviews are actually me i Every mean it, it, it does sound good. like you <laughs> i mean, I I mean they're
1: not good. wrong with <laughs> any of this <laughs>
3: Pay no attention to the hundred percent alive noseless man
2: behind. <laughs> Honestly, my favorite part is don't even with me on this. Don't even with me on it. But that's how you know it's not Tara, because Tara would say, if you don't agree with me, fight me. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did threaten to rage punch an innocent bystander. So, you know. That is true. That's unbranded. So. Yeah, well, I'm the one that gets banned on Facebook. Yes, she first. does. You know, Where,
0: what? I would say men are I stupid. Absolutely. Punch that character, you know, fictional yeah. characters. What did you say, Jen?
3: That men are stupid or? And men are the worst. Men are the worst. Banned from yeah. Facebook. It's pretty much that. a fact, honestly. Hate speech. I know. And I got freaking, I got a week span for that. For It was hate speech. About a fictional character. About a fictional character. <laughs> hate speech. Hate speech. Hate speech. Hate speech. <laughs> yeah. A
1: week. So our next episode, I named men are the worst.
2: The hate... That's another potential name for this one, too. (laughs) What if both
3: episodes remained Men is the Worst? I mean, I'd be okay with that, really. Yeah.
2: All right, so now we're on to Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Tara, who's next?
0: Jen, you can do this one.
3: Okay, three stars, my least favorite book of the series so far. Perhaps I should wait until after I've read book seven of the series before reviewing this one. There are things that could possibly happen in that book that would raise my rating of this one to four stars. But in the end, the book needs to stand or fall on its own, stand or fail on its own merits, as has every other book of the series, and on its own merits, it's only possible. Granted, the writing is still very good and the overall plot line. The one spanning all the books is compelling. But unlike the first five books of the series, there was no separate plot that belonged to this book alone that was successfully navigated by Harry and his friends. What little plot it had, other than its part in the main overview, ended badly, which brings me to my next complaint. It's just depressing. (laughs) Granted, if one is telling a classical tale of heroic conflict, it is a weakness to have a superior Merlin type to aid the hero unless he is severely limited. So it was eventually going to be necessary to explain why Dumbledore couldn't have done anything that that Harry could in order to defeat Voldemort. But we had a good groundwork for explaining that, the whole scar on the forehead thing. Indicating that Harry was somewhat proof against Voldemort might have been justification enough. That's a weird sentence. In any case, even if it was a necessary plot device, that doesn't mean I have to like it. But what's more, and really a legitimate complaint, is that if something isn't done in Book 7 to ameliorate the effect that we have just seen in the absolute total uncutting of the main message of the series so far as told by Dumbledore to Harry. If Dumbledore's message to Harry is that the power of love and trust will defeat the powers of darkness, then Dumbledore, by being done in by his trust of Snape, has proven that his message is flawed. As I say, it is possible that this complaint will be canceled out by events in the next book, but until I see that, I have to mark this book down for that apparent flaw. Also, Just for the sake of quibbling over minor flaws, I really hated the Spider-Man breaks up with Mary Jane scene at the end of the book (laughs) in which Peter, oops, sorry, Harry, tries to break up with all of his friends in order to keep them safe from his powerful enemy. Please. So long as he cares about them, they aren't safe. So he may as well show them the courtesy by allowing them the choice of whether to cower under their beds or try to help him. I mean, that's fair. Mm. That's part of a fiction trope, you know? Yeah. And uh-huh. it's it's very hairy to say, I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah, what, Ron, what for Ron and Hermione to say, fuck you, are you kidding me? You no, know, that's not going to happen. Let's face it. Harry can't do anything without Ron and Hermione. Well, they're a unit. Well, I'll Harry would have died in the first book without the two of them. So...
2: Very true. I think we have another pretentious asshole on our hands
3: with this one. Yeah, 100%.
2: Especially the use of the word ameliorate.
3: Yeah, what does does that word mean? I'm a pretty smart person and I don't know what that (laughs) word means.
2: (laughs) I looked it up. It is a formal verb that means make something bad or unsatisfactory better. So just saying prove.
1: Stop being pretentious
3: assholes. Like seriously. Issue obfuscation, people.
2: <laughs> also, this person misspelled both canceled and surprised.
1: But they spelled ameliorate correctly. Probably so. because
3: mm-hmm. they like thesaurus it and copied and pasted. it. <laughs> and they're like, what's I... the fancy way of saying this? <laughs> I, I mean I play a fancy word here.
0: <laughs> I would like to put a petition on the internet. You'd have to be able to come up with your own fucking words to be allowed to use thesaurus.com. It's like the, are you a robot test? And they're like, mm. pick the pictures of the crosswalk. Only this is a series of like 10 words where you find a synonym for them. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can prove to us that you deserve to know synonyms for other words. You can go to thesaurus.com. Otherwise, I like that. I love that. This is actually a really, really really good (laughs) idea. I I know.
3: It's like that episode of Friends where is it Joey that was writing like his resume or no, he was writing the letter for Monica and Chandler and he used thesaurus. And so he was like putting words in. It's the funniest scene because they're like, no, you don't need a thesaurus for every word because it was like, you know, his hand, his, you know, five fingered appendage. But now we know that that's what people do when they're doing these reviews. Ah.
0: They're like, type it in one window and then they got another window open to thesaurus.com.
2: Like, it's a review yeah. on the Amazon.com. Ain't nobody really <laughs> <the> cares.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay, we will do the next book and we will let AJ channel her <laughs> grandmother.
1: <laughs> Channeling my grandmother for this one star. Well, thank God I don't have to do that again.
2: <laughs> this is one of my favorites of this entire <laughs> list, honestly. Well, I did the thing. and I don't ever have
0: to again.
2: Yep. It's a lot of waiting in the woods, and then you yeah. fight again, and then you wait in the woods for, you know eight more chapters. At least this is how I remember it.
3: <laughs> you know, I really like the last book, but yeah, there's a lot of times where you're just like, come on, let's go. I believe you have to do a reread
0: of the book. I think you have to do that to appreciate any of the books, but that one yep. especially because I read it and I was like I needed to consume all the answers and I needed the answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yep. Same. I'm going through it and so I'm not getting answers for so long because they're camping because they're looking for Horcruxes and you're like oh my god they just camp the whole book. But if you read it again they don't camp the whole book. No, and they don't. It's, it's not same. like that. But it's you weren't hot. getting your answers. You know, you weren't getting your closure when you were reading through it the first time. So I think a lot of people just felt very much like okay we we done, we've done this. Let's do something else. And I need. I need the answers you know right. I, I really felt like the understanding that this was the end of the series really tripped people up on their need for not having uh camping in the book
3: and i have to say here too that i'm still mad at loani for spoiling the end of deathly hollows the next mm. morning on uh, in death.net what Sorry the fuck i was so pissed at her i was like are you fucking kidding me
0: i hid from the world until i finished the book i was so mad how do they spoil
3: it? Like, did they say but literally? She, yeah, oh. that Harry lives and it'll all turn out fine. I was like, what? What? I, thank you. What are you doing? Didn't you already know that though? Come on. No, listen, because with that book, I was like 50-50 whether it was going to come out of it or not. When you read The Prince's
0: Tale to the end of that chapter, you're like, damn. You are like, here we go. Yep, he's got to mm-hmm. die. Because of the way that it's presented and because of Harry's acceptance of it all, you're like, okay, Harry's dying. Yeah.
2: Even the right. build-up through the series, we have Cedric die, and then yeah. we have Sirius die. And then we have Dumbledore die. So yep. naturally with yeah, really die. die. Especially oh, when you fun. learn about the prophecy
3: and I yeah, think- the movies didn't do a great job of explaining all that, AJ. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> I remember this movie, so I'm sorry. I just know, you know literature that I've read literature. and you no know, a main character never dies. There's always got to be a happy ending. But, I mean they do die not don't get me wrong but yeah so
0: don't pick up Game of Thrones don't do that to yourself. <laughs> yeah okay, I won't. <laughs> well and there are
1: a
3: lot of deaths in deathly hollows well that would make sense was they like, are the deathly but, i mean right but that, yeah i it was just one after another it's right there in the title i started reading it when i got home from the midnight release and it's like what two chapters in and hedwig dies and then you're like what the f- did did she kill like, you're right just-, <laughs> you just hearing it i'm like oh no it's the worst I, like, started bawling. I'm like, are you kidding me with this? You gonna kill this fucking owl? And it's not even talked about very often, but he loses his fireball in that same freaking scene.
2: That is a really good point. And I'm
3: like, those are two of the most important things to him. Gone.
2: The loss of childhood innocence. Oh, well, time
3: to save the world, Harry.
2: That's assuming that he had childhood innocence to begin with at the Dursleys. But- mm, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Good
3: point, good point.
1: Yeah. This is the reason why I channeled my grandma. When my grandma was still alive last couple of years of her life, she only wanted to go to Carol's every single day. Anytime we try to take her someplace else to eat, at the end of it, we'd be walking out. And I swear to God, every single time she'd say, well, we don't fucking have to go there again. <laughs> so it's become like a family joke. Every time we go someplace, we get bad service. We never
0: have to go here again. Oh my God. <laughs> so that's I why I saw
1: that-, that review and I was like, i've gotta
3: read that one that's my grandma wrote that one from the grave
1: (laughs) your family
3: is (laughs) i love them they're as messy as mine and i love it
0: yeah they're a mess i'll read this last one (laughs) like we have to of course end on a nice place five stars yeah. All magical beginnings have magical endings. Harry and his friends have partaking to find the remaining Horcruxes, which hang in the balance for Lord Voldemort's immortality, while also learning about the mysteries of the Deathly Hollows and Albus Dumbledore himself. Things take a different turn in this installment, has our trio and others heading down a rocky territory since the Dark Lord had taken over the magical community to rid and control the Muggles and Muggleborns, along with his armies of Death Eaters, Snatchers, Dementors, and other monstrous creatures that threatens the Wizarding world. Sometimes magical journeys have to come to an end, which saddens me since I've enjoyed reading it. Which brightens me up and makes me adventurous that death isn't always the end, but a new beginning.
3: Aw, good review.
0: I don't. I um, don't think that English is this person's first language, so I don't want to no, come fine grammar. But I just. I really appreciate like it's just a very stark review. This is what happens. Not too much detail, but not mm-hmm. you know enough to make me go oh I'm glad you like that's the kind of thing I think you'd say to your friend and be like this is this book I read here you go you should read it and here's what it's about like that was a very nice review I like that Mm -hmm. and a nice very good review
2: yeah just overall like I love the very end of it too and somehow this review has a like a lesson in it Yeah, you know, yeah almost yeah too. yeah it's like like fun that. because so many of the pretentious people that we've seen reviews on today feel like they're trying to put a lesson on there but they're not really doing it i love it well just like this review says "magical beginnings have magical endings and that was interrupted by me getting a work email thank you for that <laughs> but look, we're gonna close out look right now rude work Rude work is the theme of this week. I feel (laughs) that. This was super fun. We we may need to do this again, like in future seasons too.
3: I'd be down for that.
0: It it was such a cool thing when we first did it, AJ and Jen and I, and and I was like, how do we bring these two groups together? Because, you know, on Podcast in Death, we sorted the in-depth characters into their Hogwarts houses.
3: Yeah. And okay. that was
0: really fun. Was Caitlyn part of that episode No, she was mad at us? because she. No, like- she was mad at us because we didn't invite her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> Maybe if we do this again, we invite Caitlyn so she doesn't hate us all. I don't know. Uh,
2: yeah. Cool. That sounds great.
0: It's fun. We do a lot of like biting back at reviews. But... Actually, did we read the same book as you? It's a fun little thing. Glad you enjoyed it. Thank you guys it, so
2: much for joining us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. I was telling Tara earlier because the burnout is real right now. Listeners, we're recording this like right before the holidays. I was like, I'm really glad that we're not doing a chapter episode today
0: because I don't know if <laughs> I <I'd> can <like to laughs> it. So
2: this was like anti chapter episode, which I really, really appreciate, and was wonderful to have you both on. So good. Yeah.
0: Thanks for yeah,
1: having. Yeah. Thanks us.
2: for having us. Of course. Next time we will be discussing a chapter. I don't remember. Chapter 19. Terry, do you know what it's called? on. Uh, no,
0: it. I never know what the chapter is called. Oh, it's the called like the, the lion Perfect. and the serpent or
2: something like that.
0: Oh yes.
2: Yes, the lion yes. and the serpent. And we will have another special guest.
0: Roxanne Bell will be back with us.
2: Yes, hopefully, because last time we said she would be here, she wasn't here. So all
0: the Ravenclaws, just Ravenclaws. We had Ashley and then we have these Ravenclaw bitches. Oh my god, seriously. It's yeah. apropos
2: because this is when Slytherin really does take those asshole reins and just rides into the sunset with them. So. This is true. So, totally. so the Ravenclaws like coming up in these last few episodes, I think
3: is good. You got Luna. Luna? I mean, come on now. Come on, Luna's Luna. not an asshole.
2: Trelawney, who Trelawney. is kind of an asshole. Wow. But she does have a big part in this. Yeah. Cho. Cho has a huge part. So there's other kind kinds. of an
0: asshole. <laughs> well, we stand for Cho. We
2: Ooh, love her. that. Yeah,
3: yeah. I like Cho, too.
2: Thanks again, guys.
0: Very yeah, really
3: welcome. welcome.
2: And we'll see you guys next time. Thank Tara, you. say bye or something.
0: Bye or something. <laughs>
2: We out?